Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Chasing After the Wind series, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, and we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life he provides. Now let's join him for today's message. Today we're going to look at a passage that the summary of it is just simply, if you don't remember anything else I talk about today, I want you, when we read this passage, you're going to learn this one summary statement is, don't play with God. Don't play with him. The teacher, Solomon in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, the first seven verses, this passage is couched right between some of the teaching he's doing on wealth and, and how to perceive wealth and how to use wealth and how to even enjoy wealth when it comes to what God blesses you with. And right smack in between teaching on this aspect of how to utilize resources, he speaks about how we approach God. In the midst of all this, he throws this in and he basically says, don't play around with God. Don't play around with God. And he gives a plethora of imperatives of how we ought to approach him. And he starts off right in verse one. He says, guard your steps. Guard your steps. His first imperative is watch out how you approach him. When we approach the Lord, when our steps are guarded, we're coming, and we're coming to the Lord openly and honestly. We don't need to try to fool him. We don't need to try to flatter him. We don't need to do any of those things. We come bare before the Lord, and what a major blessing that is. One of the things I love to encourage believers is this truth. We don't even pray prayers, y'all. We pray. We don't have words that we have to recite and chant and say it over and over and over and, and X amount of times during the day, we have an open invitation, 24-7 access to talk to our Father in heaven, boldly and honestly. What an awesome relationship that is. What an awesome. You want to know, that, that relationship is better than me with my own kids. You know, y'all know I'm funny. I'm going to keep it real. There are moments where my door is locked and they come knocking on my door. And I yell, get away from my door. <laughs> I know, now, one, if they not, I can tell the cry or when somebody upset if something wrong. They come to me, they complaining because somebody done went in the fridge and they thought they weren't supposed to. I mean, get away from my door with that. Don't come in there. They want it. They, they, you know, they, can they get an extra cookie? Get away from my door. You know. I love, now, they know I love them. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, my kids got access but it's not always 24-7 access, you know? And I think, like, I think, I, I think we got a great relationship. And my kids laugh about it. You know, they say, last someone probably mad, be like, that, it'd be tripping. But you think about, it, like, our relationship with God is even better. Like, anytime, he's never like, get away from my door. Come back later. I don't want to hear it. He's never like that with us. That's our shortcomings. 
That's our, like one of my kids, I can have my phone put up in another room and one of my kids over a friend house and they calling me and in my limitations, I missed the call. I didn't mean to. I just didn't hear the phone. The phone wasn't around me. But you know what? Our God never misses a call. He's always available. There's no shortcomings. And we can come bare before him and we can talk to him about anything. And we don't even feel like we need to manipulate him or flatter him or anything. We can just come lay it all down. He says, don't, 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 don't need all the many words. Just come, 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 come open, come with a heart. Just fully open, not rambling, but honestly and meaningful. But he also connects it with this. He says he connects these words and make our words few and not babbling. And he connects it with fulfilling what we say. You know, it's, it's, it's a short way to say what he's getting at in this little section right here. And he's basically saying have integrity. Meaning when you tell God and you, you talk to the Lord and you promise God something, like, like do it. It's not about if it's convenient, you know. I want you to think about something. I want you to think about in today's culture, Western culture, okay, Western culture, because we still got some, even today, there's an experiment. Some of us, we talk about a show, Married at First Sight. It's arranged marriages. You meet your spouse at the altar. We don't really practice that anymore. There are some countries that still, some cultures today, outside our country, they still practice arranged marriages. Uh, but in our culture, you know, we, we sit there and it's like, hey, we, let me get to know you. Can I live with you? Can I tolerate that? All right, let's get married. And we stand there and we have vows. We have these traditional vows. Sometimes they, they exchange vows. You write your vows out. You know, they write them out or you got the traditional vows. And you, you stand there and you say all the things you promise. There was a show that I cracked. It was a comedy and I cracked up at it because it was the most honest vows that truly portray how people roll in our culture. This is a case in point. All right, you go to a regular wedding and they be like, you know, I so-and-so vow to, to love, honor, cherish, you know, richer for poor, sickness and hell, for better, for worse, you know, all of that, and, you know, to the devil's part. So help me God, right? Everybody cheers. It was, it was a comedy. They would get married and they say, I promise to love you until maybe I don't anymore. Uh, I promise, you know, in sickness or health, but if, if I really can't help you out in that sickness, uh, I may move on. And we, we just may see how this thing works. And they were like, hey, Mazatov, you know. And it was like, that's how people roll, though. We say, for better, for worse. You, you, don't, live, you don't live with him, Pastor. Joe, the, the toilet seat, the bathroom, the toothpaste. Can't take it. I'm out. You said, for better, for worse. It's been three months. You vow. No, I say you don't understand. And, and, and vice versa. Come up with all kind of reasons. But like you, you vow. Like did you mean it? Well, I thought I meant it at the time. Well, I ain't, I ain't really think through it. That's, I mean, that's, that's I mean, it, the comedy, it, they did it even better than what I told you. It was hilarious. I was cracking up because I was like, that's kind of, they're like, let's, let's ride this thing as long as we can. Just see how it goes. As a matter of fact, even the dude, it was, it, was, it, was, it was so superficial. He was like, I promise to love you, but if you get 
If you don't, you know, if you don't look the same in 20 years, then maybe I was sitting there like, yo. But what it did was it showed how people roll today. It was like they made it in a funny way, but I, I was sitting like, I was like, how many people actually get what's being said here? Like, how many people like get it? What he was saying was, y'all quit lying on wedding day. Either mean it or don't. Say what you mean, mean what you say. I'm talking about human-to-human relationship, but he's getting on his vows. He's talking about when we talk to the Lord. Going back to earlier, and I said, we tell the Lord, Lord, I'm going to get right. If you get me through this thing, I promise you I'm, I'm going to stop taking them drugs. All right, let's, let's do the work then. Let's do the work. Because God came in on his end. Where are you? You gonna fulfill that vow? He says, better to not make a vow than to make a vow and don't keep it. You know what I'm saying? Have integrity. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Think about integrity. Think about, a lot of times we think about character, but I want you to get this picture so you see how this applies to character. There were some couples that were going to go on a vacation, and part of the package was to go skydiving. So, you know, some of them, they were excited about going skydiving, and the person that was organizing the event told them, they said, hey, we got this skydiving. It costs X amount of dollars. They were like, oh, that's expensive. So, okay, it costs that, but we can get a 60% discount. We can use one of the used parachutes. Got a few rips in it, but we can save 60%. Ain't, like, ain't nobody excited about that. We jumping out of plane. I want the parachute whole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I need a good parachute. You're talking about a few rips to save 60%? I'm not going to even live to spend the 60% somewhere else. Right? I mean, like, what, what are we talking about here? It, well, I want a parachute to have integrity. I want no holes, no rips, no tears in it. I don't care about no discount. You know, we get excited about discounts till it, till it, till it matter. You know, because, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes, too. I say that because, why? You don't want that parachute, why? Because you have no trust in that parachute. They tell you it'll work. Should work. Might not work, but it's just, it's just your life, right? When we talk about integrity with ourselves, what we're talking about is in our character, no holes, no tears, no rips, being whole, being full. Your yes means yes. You know means no. You know, one of, the, one of the worst things is to be counting on someone to come through and they don't. You know, I saw something the other day. I think I said this. I might have said this recently, you know, in a message when they were talking about a true friend. They're like, a friend is the one you can call when you need a ride from the airport. Right? And it's like, man, you know, because some people be like, yeah, I got you. You call and be like, oh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't get you, you know. It's like, dude, you at home watching Prime Video, man, what you doing? You ain't even doing nothing. The gas rough right now, man. It's like, dude, like for real? I mean, yeah, but I use it because people are say. When we're talking about having integrity, it's talking about do we keep our word? People are like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm there. Don't show up. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Don't do it. And come with every kind of excuse of why. We all got excuses. My kids know what I'm saying. I tell them, look, everybody got excuses. They all stink. 
We all got an excuse for not doing what we're supposed to do, what we said we're going to do. Don't let excuses rule. Do it. He says, look, don't make vows and break them. Don't do it. More from Dr. Jones in a moment. But first, during this month, you can request your MP3 download of the sermon series, Time for Your Checkup, with your donation to the ministry. This is a great resource where Dr. Jones teaches us to examine and engage the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. To give, go to daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L Jones O-R-G. And request your copy today. Now, let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 5. He said this. He says again, you have heard it was said to, your, to our ancestors, you must not break your oath, but you must keep your oath to the Lord. But I tell you, don't take an oath at all, either by heaven because it's God's throne or by earth because it is his footstool or by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Don't swear by your head because you cannot make a single hair white or black. Don't let your, but let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more than this is from the evil one. That's what he's saying. When you got to sit there and tell somebody, and they own it like, I promise, I swear to God, I'm a, and you fill in the blank. It's like, don't do that. And I remember growing up, people be like, I swear on my granddaddy's grave. I said, I mean, you got to do all that? You do, and, and what that mean? Like, you, you got no control over your granddaddy's grave. You can't raise him to life, and you ain't put him in there. You know, we make all that. He says, look, don't do that. And then, well, you know what's interesting about that? Jesus says this. He says, look, let your yes mean yes, meaning what you say yes to, do it. What you say no to, don't do it. He says, anything more than that is from the evil one. Translation. Anything more than just the yes mean yes and you know me and no is from the devil. You following him? Man, y'all, I've been challenged in that. I've been challenging that sometimes somebody might get frustrated with me. Because I might tell you straight up, I'm going to try. They'd be like, I don't, I don't know. I might. I know that's not the answer they want. But if I say yes, that means I'm on the hook. If I say no... You know, I, it, it, and I've learned to say no. I learned to say, and I learned to say this one. Look, like I'm gonna be honest with you. I might not, but if I do, it's like icing on the cake. All right, count yourself blessed. Whatever that is, you know. I said, I said it in a funny fashion, but I want us to get this understanding. Like I have myself have been challenged in this truth and in this teaching to be like, look, I gotta have integrity. I can't be overstepping and just saying stuff. And commit myself to stuff. I was challenged years back. People invite me to come do stuff or be a part of something. I'd be like, yes, 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 yes. And like, oh, then I got to call them back. Oh, I overbooked. I'm sorry. I didn't know I had plans the other day. Now I got help with Kamika and Pastor Ryan to help keep my schedule. Why? Because what I don't want to do is be a liar. I don't want to say, yeah, I'll be there. And then I call back. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know I already had something on the calendar. He calls us to have integrity. Remember, this is all connected to how we, we guard our steps when we go before the Lord. We're intentional in how we approach the Lord, how we pray. 
Well, we bow our communication to God. And he, he basically closes this out in, his, in verse 7. And he tells us, therefore, fear God. He's there, therefore, fear God. Fear God is something that runs throughout all of the Bible, Old and New Testament. Y'all ever notice that? It's, it's, it's like prominent. Matter of fact, in Proverbs 1, 7, he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. It's a poetic way of saying it is step number one to living a wise and knowledgeable life is fear the Lord. That's step number one. Then he says, the fools, they don't fear the Lord. Therefore, they walk in foolishness and folly and they don't walk in wisdom. They hate wisdom. He says, he basically says this, he used this contrast. He says, look, the one who fears the Lord is actually wise. The fool who doesn't fear the Lord, they hate wisdom. He speaks in a hyperbole type of fashion. He says they hate wisdom. He says fear the Lord. This is, this is so huge. This goes back, Deuteronomy 21, 21 through 23 says the same thing. Jesus made this statement that I think is so important. When we think about what this means, when we talk about fear of the Lord, you start off, guard your steps. He says this, Matthew 10, 28 through 31. This is going to sound, I want you to put your seatbelt on because it's Jesus speaking, and it's going to be real strong. He says this, don't fear those who kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent? But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. But then he ends and says, don't be afraid. Like, hold up. How am I supposed to understand what it means to fear the Lord? And this is something that's very important when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. When we talked about what does it mean to fear God? He says in this passage, for many dreams bring futility, so do many words, therefore fear God. What he's saying is one of the consequences of not fearing God is you have these, these big dreams and all this stuff you want to do, but it's all futile. And when you don't keep your word, you don't have integrity, you use meaningless words as you approach the Lord, you don't guard your steps. It says that God is the one that can bring destruction to your plans. Therefore, fear God. A lot of times we're striving and we're trying to do all this stuff in life. And we go to the Lord's house and we, we pray and we do all this stuff, but it's not working. And sometimes we think, oh, Satan busy. It may not be Satan. It might be God himself messing up all your plans because he's trying to get your attention to get in line with him first. Fear him first. And when we read these words by Jesus, he says, fear God. But then he says, don't be afraid. How am I supposed to reconcile these two? See, fear is not you just being terrified. And, and, and petrified of, meaning, you know, sometimes you may see um, a child or an adult and you get them around a clown, can't even talk, just got to get out of there, they're terrified, they're petrified, they can't, can't fuck, they got to get out of there. You know, that's, that's why they make horror movies because they kind of get you to scream, jump, run. 
But that's not what the Bible is speaking of when it talks about fear of God. See, see, the difference between comes when it comes to being terrified of and afraid of versus fearing the Lord is that fear carries this connotation of this heightened reverence and respect when it comes to understanding the relationship yet not taking that relationship for granted. You know, I, I, I remember I was watching something on it was was some documentary and it was this lady that had this pet and I was thinking like man this lady crazy this lady is crazy man she she had a pet tiger but it was a full grown tiger that she got like as a cub and I'm like you know they eat us (laughs) that thing get hungry enough and she she talked about the plans and I'm sitting there like you know I went to the zoo I like seeing the tigers I ain't going in there with them you know, I'm sitting there, it all, I already paid all this money to go in the zoo and, and to eat lunch in the zoo. I'm going to go in there and eat lunch at the zoo. You know, tigers eat. But she grew up with this relationship and they talked about, you know, you, you don't, and she was talking about, well, yeah, you know, I, there's a schedule of feedings and there's a schedule. And she do all this stuff and she was like, they were like, do you understand what it is? She was like, yeah, I know what a tiger is. I know how big it is. I know how much it weighs. I know how fast it can eat me. But then they showing pit, they out there play tackling and licking, and I was like, I, I, Lord, she, I don't, she better than me. <laughs> but, but it kind of gave me an understanding when it came to like, look, she got this love relationship with this tiger, but she don't play with that tiger like that. You know what I mean? When it's feeding time, you know, she got there's distance, stuff get thrown at their their, their quarters set, you know, and. And that their relationship is fostered. You know, I said earlier, I talked about electricity. Like, you know, I don't play with electricity, but I love it. I love it. I need it. I need this. I, you know how much we count on electricity? This, this is how much I'm a, every last one of us can relate to this, how much we love electricity, yet we know don't play with it. You ever seen your phone as you're out trying to get home and it just the power just keep going down and lower and it affects your heart rate? Those get, get freaked out. You were sitting there like, you, you would think your mama at the hospital. And they like, baby, you need to get here. She got her last words. You know, I've been there with my grandmother. How you feel? That's how folks act when they phone down. They don't have a cord. They be sitting there like, oh, Frank, they can't think. They miss the exit because they freaking out. I got I to turn around. Because <laughs> power is going away. You know, I need electricity. We love it. We use it. We appreciate it. Don't play with it. Fire, same way. Cold, you know, this, you know, 4th of July, you know, there are going to be many. There's going to be too many. Going to be in emergency rooms because they, 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 they take them fireworks for granted. Dudes putting fireworks in their mouth. And you sit there and watch, you be like, these people are idiots. All right, when we see that, let's make sure we're not that same idiot with the Lord. All right? Let's make sure, you know, when you go out in that grill, you know, don't take that grill for granted. That fire come up and now you ain't got no eyebrows. I say that, that's funny, you know, all that stuff. But like, we look at that, we be like, this is so stupid. Yet, that's how we can easily slip into how we relate to the Lord. Remember, he is God, we are not. He says, look, he's in heaven, we're on earth. May we not treat him common. 
Let our yes be yes. Let our no be no. May our words be meaningful. Let us have integrity. And may we fear God. He deserves all our reverence and respect. And yes, he says come. Yes, he's open for hugs. Yes, he's open for conversation. But don't take him for granted. He is a consuming fire. And we say don't play with God. What do you think about? There's a statement I started using. And I share with my kids and, then I, and I get it and I tell this, this can sound, this goes against like almost all the teaching today. I'm how you supposed to raise your kids, but this is true. I tell, tell my children, I say, look, I'm, I'm your father. I'm not your friend. Now, hopefully I'm friendly. But what I am is the father. I say that because he's our father in heaven. He's friendly with us and he calls us friend. Okay? He does call us friend, those who place faith in him. But he ain't our homeboy. We, we, we don't take him for granted. We don't, we don't play jokes on him. You know, we prank our homeboys and our homegirls. We don't prank him. We treat him as holy. We treat him as respect. He's our protector. He's our deliverer. He's our everything. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the current series, Chasing After the Wind. 14 messages that walk you through the entire book of Ecclesiastes, where we learn that true satisfaction is found only in knowing the Lord and enjoying the life He provides. If this ministry has blessed you, we invite you to partner with us today. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.